Hi everyone, this is the Love Your Career podcast. I'm Lauren Severus, CEO of Love Recruitment and Love Care Recruitment. And the aim of this podcast is simple. We want to give you the best advice from industry professionals to help you grow and love your career. We want companies to be able to take guidance on improving their recruitment process and for individuals to pick up knowledge, hints, tips of how to progress their career. We do this by letting our guests tell their stories. Thank you for listening. Truly, we hope you learn to love your career. Welcome to the Love Your Career podcast. Um, we are very lucky to welcome Andrea Kirk, Head of People for Total Fitness, to the podcast this week. Andrea is quite simply exceptional. She's excellent at what she does. It's delightful, generous with her time and it's so honest and authentic and it's just brilliant having a conversation with her we're very lucky to have her today obviously currently a total fitness but previous to that work for john lewis and for emirates as well um she's played an integral role um and driven one of the stories of the sector in my opinion in transforming transforming the employee proposition and narrative and working for total fitness uh, and it's sometimes an overused phrase but they've definitely become an employer of choice in our sector and the way she articulates this journey is definitely one of the highlights for me in this podcast so without further ado um andrew cook on the on the love your career podcast Welcome to the Love Your Career podcast. Um, I'm Lauren Severest and my guest today is Andrea Cook, the Head of People for Total Fitness. Firstly, thank you so much for joining us. Um, when we started to plan this and do this early on, you were one of the first names I wrote down. I don't think I've ever told you that. Um, and there's a couple of reasons why I wanted you on um, as a guest. The two main reasons, firstly, you're both exceptional and also have a way of working and explaining that just makes so much sense. I've enjoyed every conversation we've had together for, for that being one of the key reasons. You just make so much sense when you talk and it's, it's amazing to listen to you. The second thing is the journey of total fitness. Um, the narrative, the internal progression, how the employee proposition has evolved and changed. It's a great learning story, I think, for all businesses, but particularly, obviously, for businesses in our sector. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to pick that apart a bit today. Um, so lastly, thank you again for joining us. It's lovely to have you here as a guest. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Honestly, it's lovely. We can jump straight into it. So, first question we always start with. It's the same one. I'm sure you know what's coming. It's the Love Your Career podcast. Have you loved your career so far? Oh, I'd love to say yes. Okay. But I definitely haven't. Um, particularly very early on. Okay. Um, I didn't really know what I was searching for at the time. Um, I now do. Um, I wouldn't say I love, love my job. I think that's, um, I, I, I richly like it. <laughs> um, but I think very early on, no. Okay. And I just hadn't found what I was looking for at that moment in time. Okay, I definitely delve into that. But before okay. we do, talk us through the journey, if you don't mind. Talk us through that journey from, from where you started through to total fitness. Yeah, um, so I went to university. When I left university, which was at um, in Leicester, at De Montfort University, um, I secured a role in Victoria, in London, and that was doing um, prop design okay. for windows and fashion um, shows for backdrops. We did a lot of work with Vivian Westwood. Nice. Um, did that for two years, used to travel from Newmarket in Suffolk to London every day, wow. which was crazy, that but when crazy. you're young, you do crazy stuff. I um, thought my commute from Woking to Walthamstow was crazy. Oh, did no? you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so that kind of wore a bit thin, the journey and everything. I moved up here um, and stayed here for about a year, did the same role, didn't really see any progression. Um, and then saw a vacancy with Oasis, the fashion group, women's fashion, um, for a management training position. So I did that. Um, lots and lots of paperwork. I thought I was going to be kind of working with lots of different people and things like that. And for that reason, that didn't float my boat either. Okay. Um, and then I was just searching for something and I didn't know what that was. Okay. Um, and then I saw a advert in the Cosmopolitan magazine <laughs> for Emirates cabin crew based out in Dubai. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to apply and see what happens. Um, went through a really robust interview process. Um, and then six weeks later, got the phone call to say that I'd been successful. Um, and in a month's time, would I fly out to Dubai, um, which was really exciting. I mean, nobody really knew. That was in 97. I'm showing how old I am now. <laughs> 97. Nobody really knew where Dubai was. It wasn't really a popular Absolutely. holiday destination then. Um, lots of family and friends were saying, what if you don't like it? And I said, if I don't like it, I'll come, come home. It's Easy. fine. Um, went out there and absolutely loved it. So I was cabin crew for three and a half years. Um, and then my manager at the time said to me, would you be interested in recruiting the cabin crew? So I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. Still based out in Dubai, traveling yeah. all over the world. And that was just, I thought I've made it because I was still doing the travel. I was getting myself into HR in some form of capacity. And I just thought, yeah, this is my niche. This is where I, I so want it was to be. By accident or did you want to go in, into that part? Totally by okay. fluke. Yeah, totally by fluke. And actually, I owe a lot to that manager at the time because he obviously saw something in me that I didn't see yeah. in myself. Um, did that for about three and a half years. Met my now husband. Um, we had our first baby there and then we decided to move back to the UK. Yeah. Um, and then I just needed something that wasn't involving just looking after a baby. So I applied for a part-time position with John Lewis which was on the stationary department nothing to do with HR and again did that for about six months and got approached by my manager to say they're looking for an administrator in the HR department would you be interested um, and I thought yeah do you know what I'm going to just give it a go and from there really my journey within the HR um, just developed more and more so I got lots I was given lots of opportunity I was very lucky um, and I progressed so started off as a HR administrator then a recruitment coordinator with them um, and then we had two sites opening in Manchester so we had the Cheadle site already existing yeah. and then we were opening Trafford and they asked me to head up the recruitment for opening Trafford um, which I jumped at that opportunity it was brilliant and recruited all 1200 staff um from scratch um with a with a brilliant team and then we progressed into training and everything and then we opened that store um which was brilliant and then i got approached again um by a manager within john lewis saying would you like to he was my manager at the time but was moving over to distribution Amazing. um and he said would you be interested 
and I've got to be honest, it didn't float my boat whatsoever. I wanted to stay in the retail side of things, but I thought, you know what, I might be missing a trick here. Okay. And that was heading up kind of the learning and development recruitment. Um, so definitely development of my role. Um, and oh, that was hard work, okay. really tough, simply because coming from the retail side of things, people wanted to develop, they wanted that training, whereas in distribution, they want to come in, do their job and go home. Yeah. Um, and I worked really hard in getting the buy-in. It's a very different style of equipment, isn't it? Oh my goodness, totally. Yeah. Um, I Even was then it comes back to, I, I, sorry, I'm so sorry for interrupting. Okay. I know one thing we'll get into later on, obviously, with, with Total, is around the narrative and something we've spoken about together about how important the narrative is. The narrative for doing those two very different types of role within the same business is very different. How you make totally. that role sound appealing. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Um, and I was lucky enough to be involved in a project called Much More Than a Driver. Okay. So that's where their development, and they were they were bought into that because yeah. it was developing their skill set. So they would not only nice. deliver um, the customer's items, they would install TVs, lighting, cookers, things yeah. like that. So it was upskilling them. Um, and that was really successful, and I Amazing. believe it's still going strong, I believe, hopefully. Um, How did the move come about to go to Total? How well, I got made redundant, okay. unfortunately. It happens. Um, and all of the personnel moved to a hub in Bracknell. Okay. Couldn't, couldn't do that because no. um, of personal circumstances. Um, John Lewis were brilliant at the time. They kept us employed while we looked for other mm. positions. They really looked after us. Um, and it was the first job that I saw on Indeed. And it was actually a role called Customer Experience Manager. Okay. Um, so I applied, um, went through an interview process, an assessment process, and got offered the position, which was quite daunting at the time because I'd been in retail for mm. the best part of 10 years with John Lewis. Making that change was quite daunting, and I hadn't really considered the fitness sector before. Um, so anyway. It's a definite shift. The similarities, but it's a definite shift. Yeah. Totally, yeah. and I don't think I quite anticipated what I was walking into then. Okay. Um, the, the business was very different to what it is now. Um, so I started off in that role, and it became very clear that as I was visiting 17 clubs at the time, that there was a need to change our recruitment, our onboarding process, um, to offer that amazing customer experience. And my role very quickly changed into um, learning and development recruitment. I can't remember my exact title at the time. Um, so I did that for about four years, worked under a with yeah, a yeah. totally different leadership Absolutely. team at the time. Um, didn't really feel like I was fulfilling my full potential, if I'm honest, then. Um, it was quite limited as to what I felt we I was allowed to do, maybe. Um, and then the senior leadership team had a complete change. Sophie came in, um, who I know you, you know. I just love how you smiled immediately. Uh, <laughs> um, what an amazing, inspirational lady Indeed. she is. And I, I was very nervous about the change. And obviously I'd worked with the previous senior leadership team mm. for a long time. So we were all starting from scratch. And I think that stood us in really good 
good stead in building those foundations from, from the start and, and quite quickly building that trust actually because yeah. then the pandemic hit and um, I think it showed everybody's skill set. We all pulled together and we were all united as a team and I believe that we were really successful in keeping the engagement of our team members when they were based at home. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just an amazing, authentic group of, of leaders and I love working with them. You should, it's, it, the, the position you have in the market at the moment, it's, it's, you've, you've, you've claimed a fantastic position and you have become, without question, an employer of choice and that's, that's not an easy thing to do. It's a journey and it takes time and you've achieved it over, over, it's never about one thing, is it? It's all those loads and loads of small things happen over time that compound yeah. and you, and you to, to achieve that point. And the team members that we have, you know, some of them have been with us since we opened yeah. and they are amazing and they just sometimes don't realise their potential yeah. and where they can go. And we're slowly starting to encourage that um, and, and, you know, make sure that more is possible for okay. them. Can I dive into a few things? Of you, you, can. you may have seen me scratching down questions. <laughs> I, I became more conscious recently when I listened back to episodes. The more and more I've done, um, I'm conscious of how how the scratching. You can hear it. You can hear it. <laughs> I'm like, I should probably stop doing that, but yet I still do it. Um, what the question is quite simply: What is it about being spotted? You've mentioned three times in big company roles where you've been, almost had that someone spotted that in you, and you knew this opportunities then opened up in front of you. Where's the learning in that, do you think? Tell it through your own story if you like, but also the learnings for people who are listening today going, I'm not getting spotted. What, what, what is it that you, that you did to be spotted so consistently? Um, well, it would be a guess, because okay. I don't entirely know, but I think um, I've always been quite bold and quite um, take myself out of my comfort zone. I'm not afraid to nice. do that. Um, and I think that I've always kept my head down and worked really hard yeah. um, and have good work ethics. And I think that always stands you in good stead. Absolutely. Um, I'm always saying to my own children, you know, you've got to work hard and then you'll see, reap the re rewards. Um, and I think that's, that's very true. Um, I'm definitely a people person. I love being in amongst people. Um, and I think all through that journey of being spotted, is when I'm in in my element almost. You have this like extremely effective warmth aura about you. I think that, I don't know, that well, I, I'm having a hot flush at the minute. <laughs> <so> that might <laughs> be it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mentioned it in my intro. I think I think it's just this this stating the truth. And I obviously I obviously didn't know you then, but I, I, I wonder if those traits shone through even then. Mm. Um, my second question was: lots of opportunity, very lucky, was a statement that you've made. Mm. Tell us more about that because that's a theme that's come up time and time again about people who have progressed and done really, really well look back and go, I was very lucky. Lots of opportunities happened for me. Do you know what? I think that's... So I think it's being in the right place at the right time, but I also think it's being um, led by the right leader who can identify potential in, yeah. in somebody. Um, so I think that has been uh, played a massive part in the luck. Yeah, absolutely. It's also that the, the, I can't remember which episode it was, but we, we explored the, the return on luck concept as well. Is that everyone, not everyone, that's, that's, that's too sweeping statement. Most people 
have luck in their careers mm. but it's that return that you get on it I guess that's where the work ethic the all that stuff to, comes in the opportunity is then down to you to get a return on it yeah definitely and I think it's um, perhaps not being scared to put ideas forward yeah to your leaders yeah love that um, I'm conscious not going off on too many tangents that's okay trying to come back a little bit <laughs> so let me ask at least one of the questions I, I told you we'd ask in terms of your best career decision so far, and this may tie in with an area I said I'd come back to, it's almost like I've done this before. You said about times when you've been unhappy and, and you've not, not been quite content with your career and times when you absolutely have been. What's been your best career decision so far? Ooh, there's probably been a couple actually. I think taking the leap to go and be um, go to Dubai, because I think that was a really brave decision at the age of 23 and not knowing anyone and that almost got me into the HR side of things yeah um, and then if I'm honest going and working for Total Fitness because it was out of my comfort zone I didn't know anything about the industry I had to learn everything from scratch I'd been used to working with the same team for 10 years yeah. so to go into a totally different business a different sector work with a different team um, but what a a broad um, amount of opportunity I've had working for Total Fitness and I don't know whether I would have got that if I'd have stayed at John Lewis or gone elsewhere I don't know it's funny isn't it yeah they have the opportunity to look back with hindsight and again I've done my ass again I'm going off piece I said I wouldn't I really really am we something came up recently where you look back and career decisions and think okay that I learned from that or maybe if I'd known a bit more about that I would have been a bit quicker mm. have you had points in your career that must be like almost accelerators in your career that you, the reason why I came to start thinking about it is you said about you made a good career decision mm. that accelerated you towards the sector which you didn't know about have there been other things that you've done in your career that you look back on now and go that accelerated it for me does that make sense yeah completely um, I think working under a different um, CEO yeah I think Sophia's opened up opportunity for That's a school great answer. <laughs> and she is a fantastic leader in terms of she she instills that belief in you and then you start believing in yourself and what you didn't think was possible she's almost opened up that opportunity and created that um, I learn every day from the senior leadership team that I, I work with so I think they also open up opportunities that I hadn't quite thought about as well so I would say definitely the switch nice and a common question again what's your why what what you come across so motivated and driven and you enjoy what you do I can't remember exactly the phrase you used earlier in terms of being not absolutely loving what you do but being Strongly like it. Strongly like it. Like <laughs> it. Um, what's your why? What, what makes you? The people of our business, Amazing. the people that work within That's our great. business, which sounds really cliche, having the title of head of people, but it is. It genuinely is. I I genuinely care that I feel ma massively passionate about the people that work for within our um, in Total Fitness. I feel passionate about the brand. And when we were going through the pandemic, it's just installing that belief and knowing that we can keep going and we can get through this yeah. and we're gonna be even more successful because before that happened, we you know, we were on a, a roll. Yeah. We were 
um, and it smacked us like a slap in the choppers um, when it happened. But now I feel like we've got that fire back in our belly again and lo and behold, anyone that gets in the way. <laughs> it's momentum again, isn't it? Yeah. Absolute momentum. Um, in terms of advice for people maybe starting out their careers, early on, looking to prove themselves, looking to get going, what sort of advice would you give to people? Don't be afraid to try something new. Step out of that comfort zone. Be inquisitive yeah. about different things. And even if you don't know the route that you want to go down, try lots of different things and you'll find your way. Don't stress about it. Yeah. Um, I think, particularly years ago, not so much now with the new de generation, um, but I think things always had to be planned, didn't they? And you needed to know the route that you were going in. Don't worry about it, it'll come. Nice. This episode is brought to you by Share the Love. For every placement we make, we plant 50 trees in the name of our recruitment partners. Share the Love was inspired by David Attenborough's A Life on Our Planet, and thus far has seen us plant close to 20,000 trees, well on track for our 100,000 target. It's something we're incredibly passionate about. And if you'd like to find out more, you can visit either of our websites and find the Share the Love sections. Thanks very much. Can we jump into talking about Total Fitness now for a little bit, Absolutely. if that's okay? Um, I am a big fan of the journey that you guys have been through. I think there's been a couple of instances where brands have done this, but I think everyone's done it maybe quite as well as you guys have taken a brand where it was, not, not necessarily a bad, please don't read anything, being a bad thing, but taken it from um, where it was to being an absolute employer of choice that retains its staff that I don't remember saying this, I just, I'm going off on a tangent now, I haven't planned to say this, but we met a couple of months ago mm. and we talked about PTs and we talked about the PT problem and you turned around and said something of the ilk of, well, we don't have one because you retain your staff so well. Can you take us through the journey? Would that be okay? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, when I first joined the business, our recruitment was quite thin on the ground, I have to say. Yeah. Um, but then it did, it definitely improved along the way and we changed at the way that we recruited. So I introduced um, behavioural assessments, which came from John Lewis and Emirates. Um, and I think you definitely see the best from a candidate in an assessment process. I think they relax into it a lot more. Um, but in terms of our attraction now, um, we've done a lot of work with our brand. Um, actually, I'm here tonight because we're um, we've been selected as the finalists for employer brand. Outstanding, which is amazing. Very so good. Fingers crossed good for luck. us tonight. Um, but we've done a lot of work with our careers page. Yeah. Um, and we've been quite bold actually in the way that we've done it. So you're either for us or you're not. So even if you read our careers page and it repels you and it puts you off that's fine because you're clearly not right for our business um, but what we're looking for is we're looking for people that have the hunger the humility and the drive um, and we combined that within our assessments and our interview process and we've definitely noticed a difference when you did when we did meet up and you said you know it's really hard to attract PTs. We're not struggling. We're not struggling now to recruit lifeguards, which we have in the past. Yeah, you mentioned. 
And I don't know whether it's our change in brand, um, our EVP, I, I, I honestly don't know, but our assessments recently have definitely picked up in numbers. Yeah. So they did drop dramatically just as we come out of COVID. So we might have, I don't know, you might have 50 applicants and only five people turn up for an assessment. Whereas now we're having 150 applicants and we'll get 50 turn up for an assessment. Yeah. So the numbers have rocketed. Um, and I and I do think it's because our name is now out there. Yeah. Um, and people, I think, maybe underestimated um, us within the industry. And I think we are. We should feel very proud of, of that we're still standing and we're doing a phenomenal job. All of we're developing our products. So from PT offering to our swim offering, we've just launched our own baby swim and learn to swim product. Um, which is really exciting for us. So um, yeah, there's lots of exciting things happening and I think that's attracting new talent. Without a doubt, I'm so sorry I've written down so much. I need to <laughs> work out all the best questions to ask you next. Um, do you think one of the reasons, and you, you've mentioned it already, I'm just to explore something you've said, but almost there's, there's a truth to the narrative as well. You've mentioned it when we met about what you say is going to happen, then happens, there's a truth to it. Yeah, and that's internally as well. Yeah. So we, I think as a senior leadership team, we try and be as transparent as we can. Absolutely. Um, you know, we do a leadership meeting once a year and a summit once a year. And Sophie is very, very open and honest about the state of the business and where we want to go um, and gives an awful lot of information and i think word gets out doesn't it you you know if you're not authentic within your business then word gets out Absolutely. to people that are thinking about coming and working for you and that's where i think sometimes where people have gone or companies have gone through a, a rebound or relaunch or any other form of re it's that the execution has to be as good as the idea itself you have to see it through you have to live and breathe that going yeah. forward it max that's where the difference is isn't it yeah Definitely. Um, I loved, loved, even more so loved, we said about not being right for the business. The more research, I guess the older I get as well, the more I read into stuff like that, that's where the truth is. There's perceptions sometimes mm. of brands. So you look, for example, like an Apple, it looks like this amazingly creative environment, which is flat. It is like that for the right people. If you're not the right people for a business, like just to pick, to pick one example, yeah, yeah, then, it, then it doesn't work. And, and and that's a really good thing. I think businesses start to grasp that more and more. We certainly start to build into what, what we do. If, not, if we're not right for you, that that's okay. It should be, a business should be great for the right people. They should flourish for the right people. Yeah. If it's not, it's in everyone's interest to kind of go, do you know what? This may, may not be quite right for you and being open about that all the way through the process. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, and we are, I think even, um, you know, when people on board and everything, they say what a friendly environment it is. Yeah. And it, and it genuinely is. Everyone's, well, I think, very authentic. Absolutely. Within the workplace. 100%, yeah. I know I've seen a lot of people in the business as well, completely agree. And the third thing I say, which I wrote down just at the end, because you said another good point, is that never, never settling almost, never stop growing. So. You've done so many things that, that, that changed the business and moved it forward. We haven't then stopped. You then go, well, how can we make that one better? How can that be better? Mm -hmm. Let's have another summit. What can we explore now? What can we pick apart now? Yeah. And that, that's an essential part of that wheel, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And recently, um, 
we've, we've tried to develop our developmental offering for our internal employees and one of the things that we've recently um, well it's on its second cohort now um, is Elevate which is a developmental program for yeah. heads of departments that aspire to be general managers and that has been so successful so we had six on the program five of those six are now general managers um, it's a 12-month program, really in-depth, where they come once a month and will um, learn about a, a segment of the business, but then they have, they're buddied up with a general manager that isn't in their club, um, and they're developed all the way through to stand them in good stead to take on that position, because it's such a, a big position, particularly in our clubs, because they're so massive. Yeah, but there has to be another reason why you retain your staff so well, because of things like that. And our industries. When you compare it to something like retail, particularly something like John Lewis, that it's not comparable in some ways, is it? In terms of that internal development, the things you put in place to make sure it happens, they almost been a year ahead of the curve all the time. Yeah, definitely. And do you know what? Our engagement survey plays a massive part in that because yeah. we do listen. We don't do it as a tick box exercise. There's been loads of good things that have come out of that. And just recently, um, we're just about to launch um, a program called Ascend, which is for non-management who want to be heads of departments. Um, we listen to the team members nice. in, in, and so many developmental things have come from that survey, nice. which has been brilliant. One final point on that. Yeah. You mentioned about things like the show ratio for your days just constantly going up over time. What do you put that down to? Is that just you guys have got better at it? Or is it also a combination of that with also, if it is that, not putting words in your mouth, is it stuff like that, but it's also stuff you mentioned about the brand, about being more recognised, being an employer of choice, maybe wanting to part of the process, so you don't kind of say, yes, I'll come, with no intention of actually coming. Yeah, I think that's a really good question, because I think um, I think we're more known now yeah. out in the industry. We've, we've definitely put our, our stamp um, on the, the mid-market. Um, I think that word of mouth, we've got amazing team members who obviously um, promote us, um, and I think we're known now. I, yeah, because it's a common problem, isn't it? How many, how many times do you hear people complain about, oh, yeah, some day, we had 20 booked in and only four showed up? Yeah. Um, people have those problems, so to, to understand how they can start to address that, there's no magic wand, there's no civil bit of statement here. No. But over time, these things can get better. Yeah, and I think even if somebody isn't successful on those assessments or in an interview, we either want them to look back and learn from those experiences that they've um, been through and also, you know, see Total Fitness in a really good light. They've been treated very well. They've gone through an amazing process. It's been enjoyable. Yeah. Um, more often than not, you often see interviews as a, somebody trying to trip you up with a trick question or something like that. It shouldn't be that way. Um, so I think that that reason as well. So you can see I'm fancy writing down. There's two key messages people can take away from that. Make it a pleasurable experience and make sure you communicate thereafter. Um, I'm writing it down to make sure I remember two, one of my three things at the end of this episode. Um, <laughs> we spend a bit of time talking about a live example, which has hopefully answered a lot of the questions we normally speak about in terms of advice for businesses. So many of those learnings probably covered with that live example. So firstly, thank you for doing that. But before we move on to talk about influencers and your credit books and things, is there anything, any other advice you'd give to a business or a hiring manager to help them interview and improve and recruit better? Yeah, I think if it's if it's not working 
and you're not attracting the right candidates, then you need to look internally at your offering. Um, I think you listen to your employees. Um, I think that think outside the box because I think everybody tends to be quite narrow-minded in terms of the recruitment, the onboarding, and actually you can do whatever yeah, you want. Exactly. In your business, you yeah. can do whatever you, you want. Keep doing so, what they've always done and yeah. then keep getting the same results. Yep. Nice, thank um, you. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about books. Um, influences on your career in terms of books or podcasts, however you the best way for you to learn. Are there any recommendations you could pass on to people that's gonna broaden their mind in a way that kind of broadened yours? Yeah, I've just finished a book called Nine Lies in Work, and I know that you can ask me who wrote it, and I can't <laughs> remember. People can look it up, it's fine. <laughs> but it's really, um, it's quite subjective in their way of thinking, Okay. but it does make you think whether, so for instance, um, you know, they say that we shouldn't do appraisals and things like that, and you shouldn't have a scoring system, and what an impact that can have on an employee, and yeah. so things that we probably do day to day in the workplace, it makes you definitely reflect nice. and have a, a, a new way of thinking. Um, and then I'm currently reading The Ideal Team Player by Patrick Lencioni. Um, and that's about creating teamship okay. within your teams and looking at the three qualities that I mentioned earlier. So um, humility, drive and people smart. Um, and if you have all three in a team player and creating that teamship within a team, the world's your oyster. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, great advice, love that. Um, you, and one thing, one topic we, we obviously mentioned earlier, but in terms of, I'd, love, I'd like to come back to this point as well, how important has influence of, of people and mentors had on your career? Oh, huge, absolutely huge. In, in some good ways, in some bad ways. Yeah, I remember my first manager here in London was probably how you wouldn't, how you shouldn't lead a team. Um, so I took lots of learnings from him. But even you know my manager with Emirates, um, seeing the potential in in somebody, put, installing the belief in me. Um, I think you should never ask your team members to do something that you're not. Yeah. prepared to do yourself so it's almost leading by example um, I think I've been very lucky with some of the leaders that I've had and, and worked with because I have had that opportunity um, you know I said that I've been very lucky but I, I think they have been very inspirational and I think just looking at how Sophie does things she does things completely different to any other leader that I've ever worked with and I think she she almost lays down track. So as a senior leadership team, she lays down track for us, puts lots of possibilities there, and it's down to us if we want to grab them. And I love that. What a great way of putting it. Yeah. There's so much wisdom and advice in there that people can take away. That's amazing, thank you. That's really authentic. It's so nice when you get a snapshot inside key relationships, because you're two people I've got a huge amount of time for, to get a snapshot inside how that dynamic works, that's that's really valuable, thank you. Um, advice for candidates. So, people listen to the podcast, who are maybe interviewing, struggling to get anywhere, or things like that, what, what kind of advice would you give? Let's ask the question in three parts, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Almost advice about how to go about 
looking for jobs and advice you give to people advice on CVs and advice around preparation for an interview okay um, <laughs> so I'll start with CVs first I okay. think CVs um, should be absolutely no more than one or two pages okay. without a doubt um, I <laughs> that think was said with utter conviction yes um, I think that it's really useful for somebody um, who is looking at CVs to just get a little bit of a bio of the company that you're working for maybe how many employees are there and things like that um, and try and show a authenticity in terms of maybe saying a little bit more about you as a person at the beginning um, I know that at Total Fitness we definitely look more beyond the skills we want to find out more about the person first yeah. and again whether they're going to be the right team fit um, so that would be my recommendation and I think keep a track of which jobs you're applying for um, and at times you might have to tweak your CV to Absolutely. suit that role that you're applying for because I think from time to time you know there is going to be a different skill sets that's required so you yeah. need to tweak your CV accordingly. Whenever I, I get advice from, from guests particularly if someone experiences yourself you always hope that anyone listening to this heeds the advice that's being given out and if you're struggling with, with your CV or not quite sure if it's happy, rewind the last three minutes and listen to that again. Because mm. it's, it's not si simple, it's simple advice, but it's exactly what needs to happen for someone to give themselves the best chance to represent themselves well and yet still expand the areas that they need to be to make it better. People disregard often the, the importance of that exact summary, talking about yourself and your personal interests. Yeah. It's left off too many times people want to hear about me. They really do, yeah. particularly a brand like yourself. And if they really want to work for a brand like yourself, they should be doing things like that. Definitely. One, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, it's, I, I think um, sometimes when you're looking at different positions dependent on the level of the role, sometimes you have to be a bit humble and maybe going at a lower level yeah. and then think of the opportunities Absolutely. that that could offer um, so that would be my top tip and again it's come up we, we had um, a podcast with a gentleman called Mike Clare who's the CEO of Junior Ventures Group exact same thing he's actively positively embraced the sideways backward step mentality mm. he's, I think he phrased it something like he's built a career off it you, it, that's a great thing to do I've, I've done it I think it. it's helpful yeah, actually yeah I completely agree yeah um, in terms of interviews, maybe preparation for interviews and the interview itself? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the basics. Make sure that you're on time, dress smartly, um, know about the business. I'm quite surprised how many people come into interviews and assessments and have never walked through the door of Total Fitness, Yeah, which really shocks me, actually. Sometimes quite high level as well. Yeah. Um, so do your homework and don't be afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Um, because... The company's got to be as right for you as, as you are for them. Absolutely. Um, and come up, so the, the, those two great bits of advice to tie in with just general advice as well for people who are thinking about that move or putting themselves out there. I think it's about being brave. I, I keep coming back to it, but I think it's about maybe taking yourself out of your comfort zone um, and, and looking beyond perhaps what you thought was possible believing in yourself having mm. the confidence absolutely if you had if you had sort of disappointments in your career so far where you've where you've shown that bravery and it hasn't quite worked out i just think it's important to almost give both sides of that equation so you've had so many examples where it's clearly worked your career has been phenomenal but where it maybe hasn't quite worked and then you've learned um i 
not very recently, but I think the role that I took in London, I had high hopes for. And for me, it was a big thing coming up to the city. And um, I really, I think the the job was sold to me on false pretenses, actually. And, and there was lots of development offered, but never shown. Um, so, yeah, I think that was more... I'm sure, I'm sure you'd never taken in by that again. No. There's <laughs> <laughs> the learning. Um, as we circle back around to advice for people, bringing all that knowledge, all that experience that you've passed on today, what advice would you give to your 21-year-old self or, or someone young? When we start there, what, what I've advice? got a 21-year-old at home. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, at uni. Tell us yeah. some advice you're giving to... to, to um, I think it's about grasping opportunity. And even if you don't necessarily think that it's in the direction that you wanted to go. Yeah. It's about grabbing all of those opportunities because something will come good from one of those opportunities. Um, it's about being brave, having the confidence to, to go out there and perhaps do something different. Um, yeah. You have been in boardrooms and seen people at same level, obviously then obviously the next level it's at regionals and heads off. Are there consistent traits that you've seen in people, successful people, that you deem to be successful and impressive what they do? Are there consistent traits that you can identify in those people or is it not as simple as that? Um, I think with the, the senior leadership team that I work with now, um, I think we're all very authentic. We have got each other's backs. We're all very driven to the success of the business, which is obviously very important. Um, but I would say we're all humble at the same time. So I think that's really important. So do I. Um, I don't think that it helps if there's lots of egos around the table. It doesn't move the company forward and it certainly doesn't support the team. So um, that would be, yeah. Just enjoyed this episode so much. Um, <laughs> as we draw to a close, we always like to ask people who they would recommend as a future guest of Love Your Career. I get the privilege and the delight of inviting almost that first ring round, and then we get the delight of meeting more people that maybe not quite so connected to that great people also say are great. So if you could recommend someone for to sit in that chair in the future, who would that person be? Well, I think it would be um, Richard Wilson, okay. who works at Total Fitness. We've spoken to him before, haven't we? Yeah, and he heads up um, the personal trainers. And he has just had such a brilliant impact. So he came from, um, originally started off as a fitness coach with us, and then moved up to um, assistant manager, general manager, and now has moved into this support role and he's just brilliant and I'm, I'm sure that you would enjoy interviewing him. I will certainly reach out to him, thank you so much for that and, and just to finish off, thank you so much for your time, Aww, it's been an absolute delight. Thank you, I, don't, I really I, enjoyed it. I don't want to stop, that's the Aww. thing. I've so many more questions I'd like to ask you, we definitely, I've spoken to it back up, people did a part two, I think we need to do a part two. Um, but thank you so much, your, your, your knowledge and experience from doing the role you do at the moment but from all the roles you've had in the past that expertise is immense and we're so lucky to have had that on the show today so thank you so much it's no great. thank you it's been a pleasure thank you well i hope you enjoyed uh, that conversation um 
I certainly did and I've obviously got a bit carried away by the scratching you can hear in the background all the time with, with me making notes. Um, some of those notes are as follows. My first one was just the journey of Total Fitness and how she articulated her role within it, how important it is, what they had to do during it. It's just a it's just a real big learning process, I think, for people. And I really hope you picked up on that today as well. And that kind of leads slightly into the second point as well, but just the, how um, Andrew described the, the, the truth you need in a narrative is so important and the transparency in being authentic is, is key reasons for the success that they've had in recruiting and retaining the talent that they have. Um, so truth, transparency and being authentic, um, perhaps overused phrases, but how critical that Andrea placed them in that process. And my last one was, again, slightly as an overview, but there's just so much in there. It's just the advice for candidates and advice for businesses to improve their processes. We're talking about someone who's head of people um, and has been for, for, for a long time and has worked with some amazing businesses. Andrew knows what she's talking about and it's that advice was, was priceless. So if you listen to this podcast to get advice on your CV and advice for how to get ready for interviews, go back to that part and listen to it again. Thanks very much. This is the Love Your Career podcast. The point of this podcast is simple. Listen to leaders, their stories, and improve your career.